It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. NBA draft by the numbers starts today. It's Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is the April 17th edition of Locked On Jazz. For years We have broken down the NBA draft by numbers, largely because I don't watch any of these players in college, so I know nothing about them. So we start our intro by just looking at them in a numbers system, which we'll explain. We'll then look at how the systems worked in the past, both of the success and failures. We'll look at the top 10 picks today, 11 through 20 on Tuesday, 21 through 30 on Wednesday, and 31 through 40 on Thursday, maybe even 41 through 50, but I doubt it, on Friday. So that's the plan for the week. We'll be looking at those, and I'll explain how it breaks down. Then we will look at uh, what happened in the first weekend of NBA playoffs. Offensive rebounding really, really matters. And some late game watch thoughts, and of course, we'll do the lottery. We know where our picks are, and they are set. So that's the plan for the show today. As I mentioned, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen, and welcome to our everydayers who stop by. Thank you for subscribing, hitting the bell button on YouTube. Reviews on iTunes are greatly approved, or Well, they're greatly approved. They're greatly appreciated as well. All right, let's get to it. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in today. I was going to check and see. I mentioned I would mention reviews on iTunes, um, and I thought I would check and see whether we had any new ones. We had not had them in a while. We've got a lot, but nope, no new iTunes um, reviews. So if anybody wants to give us a five-star review, that would be great. Uh, Today's show, by the way, is uh, brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is... The first time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, first off, amazing weekend. No fun not being involved in it, but amazing weekend. I listened to it, watched a ton, listened a ton. Uh, really had a wonderful, um, wonderful time kind of following the NBA playoffs this weekend. It was, and the games were generally, other than the first two, were really great. All right, here's the system. 
The system takes analytics or just numbers, nothing fancy, and breaks down two numbers that we, I think, tell you whether someone has elite athleticism. What they are in transition, their transition percentile, and number two, what they are in isolation. Can they just beat their guy? To me, those are like the numbers we can find on athleticism. Steals and blocks probably could play in there as well. Playmaking. So to me, this is pick and roll. Um, How much pick and roll can you run? What is your score percentage? Where are you percentile in pick and roll? And we call that playmaking. Then there's just crowd out shooting, right? Shooting. Spot up percentile, catch and shoot overall percentile. And then I actually like looking at, I'm not entirely sure over the years this has panned out, but it makes intuitive sense to me. And so I've kept it, but it doesn't totally pan out. Uh, Catch and shoot unguarded. The reason is because I actually think these guys come into the NBA and they suddenly get unguarded looks. They, they, they're the best player in every college team, so they never get unguarded looks. So some of their catch-and-shoot numbers can look really, really bad um, because of the fact that they just never have any room at all. And so on the few times in which they're wide open, how do they do? You know, an example would be, um, you know, like these guys are getting about 20% of their shots usually is wide open. Now... There's some interesting ones like Casey Wallace in this draft actually gets a bunch of unguarded shots in college and knocks him down. We'll talk about him in a second um, or knocks him down somewhat and we'll look at him. Uh, and then the last one is creating. So that's what you can do off the bounce for yourself. So jumpers, basically off the bounce jumpers. No one's ever very good at that in college. There's not enough space. There's not enough room. So you kind of have to understand that. So again, we've broken it up into four parts. Athleticism. That's transition and isolation numbers. Playmaking, that's pick and roll. Shooting, that's catch and variations on catch and shoots. And creating, which is doing it off the bounce. So those four categories. And then we try to find the players that look good in a collection of those categories. Um, the first time we did this was 2019. And we've done it to different levels because of where the Jazz draft pick is. So we did 22 players in 2019. And we highlighted Zion Williamson, no surprise. Some of these things aren't particularly surprising. Like Zion was in the 92nd percentile in transition. He was in the 86th percentile in isolation. He didn't run the pick and roll much, but he was in the 99th percentile. It's like, oh, okay. Like John Morant was in the 76th percentile in transition, 72nd percentile in isolation, um, and had taken 109 shots off the bounce and was actually half decent at it. So 67th percentile, which is high. Um the system was lukewarm on R.J. Barrett. Was actually pretty high on DeAndre Hunter, which after watching him last this week with Atlanta, I'm not sure I agree with, but the system liked DeAndre Hunter. Um, the system did not like Kobe White out of North Carolina. Did not like Jarrett Culver out of Texas Tech. Turned out to bust. Did not like Cam Reddish. Loved Brandon Clark and loved Tyler Hero and liked Cam Johnson an awful lot. So pretty successful uh, look in year one. Uh, did not like Romeo Langford much, who has turned out to not really be able to play that much. Um, really a lot of Romeo Langford was in the 29th percentile in transition opportunities um, and then was not was in the 42nd percentile in any of the shooting stuff um, and was okay on off the bounce kind of... Um, 
on off the bounce stuff, he was he was actually better than most, which kind of led you to kind of think he might be. He was terrible on on catch and shoot where he was guarded, so you thought he might be able to be all right on some other things. But the system like so. Okay, so here's we've had successes and failures. So 2020, the system loves Anthony Edwards, tight Reese Halberton, Devin Vassell loved Kyrie Lewis. Who uh, hasn't panned out? Liked Sadiq Bay an awful light, and liked Malik Flynn. So a little off on two guards. Did not like Isaac Okoro. He was only 18th percentile in catch and shoot, only 15th percentile, 55th percentile in spot up. For a guy who was supposed to be pure athleticism, he was 79th percentile in transition, which was a little worrisome. Did not like Patrick Williams. Which we'll see over time. He was only 19. Did not like. Uh, well, Tyrese Maxey was interesting. Tyrese Maxey was in the 84th percentile in transition, 86th percentile in pick and roll. So loved him on that, but then he was not a good shooter at all. And he was supposed to be a shooting guard. So we were a little lukewarm on Tyrese Maxey, which has kind of been one of the bigger misses we've had. Though I wouldn't say we didn't like him because there was a lot of athleticism there. Didn't like Cole Anthony, the numbers, and didn't like Tyler Bay. Did like Desmond Bain. Um, and then Tayshawn Alexander was a later pick. L- you know, later picks don't often. Um, one other player of the system actually did really like was Pete and Pritchard. Sometimes four-year seniors will look good in this, um, and sometimes will look a little too good in this. Uh, 2020, so, so far, so good, right? 2021, liked Cade Cunningham, loved Evan Mobley, liked Davion Mitchell a lot, which is interesting because I did not um, when I watched him. Corey Kispert. Out of Gonzaga was a player we liked. Liked Io DeSumo, Illinois. Trey Murphy the third, Chris Dorante, uh, good. Not so much. Um, was low on James Booknight out of Charlotte. We'll see. Moses Moody, Keon Johnson, Zaire Williams, Memphis, and then later pick Sharif Cooper. Didn't like very much. Twenty twenty two last year. Um, early pick Jabari Smith came out. Poorly in transition, so we didn't give him like a big nod, but he was 94th percentile in spot up. Um, Jaden Ivey was in the 80th percentile in isolation, 84th percentile in pick and roll, but just 44th percent in shooting. He was in the 60th percentile and off the bounce, so that's pretty good. Um, so we gave him kind of a lukewarm like. Um, then uh, Benedict Matherin was super interesting. Never seen this before. He was in the 82nd percentile in transition and the 9th percentile in isolation. Like, never seen that before. Usually those two numbers go together. He was only in the 17th percentile in catch and shoot, unguarded, but then was in the 72nd percentile in dribble off the bounce. Most confusing player I've ever seen. So here's who we liked last year, particularly with the numbers. Keegan Murray, A.J. Griffin, Tari Eason, Jalen Duran, Jalen Williams. Walker Kessler came out fine. Um, actually came out really well. He's in the 95th percentile in both isolation and transition for a big guy. 80th percentile in pick and roll. Um, not a good spot up shooter. You wouldn't expect him to be or any of those kind of things. Um, so in the numbers he had, he was peeking out on everything he had. Um, we did not like Max Christie. We did not like Johnny Davis. We did not like Ty Ty Washington in last year. So, like, honestly, it's been surprisingly good, I would say. Um, and it's what the system does and its success. I wouldn't. Not sure if I'm Danny Ainge, I would bank on it, but when you don't have time to watch every game and you can run the numbers on players, I think this gives you a pretty interesting little look. Um, we've had a miss. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey, I'm kind of calling him a miss only because I publicly said I didn't like him because I thought he was a shooting guard that couldn't shoot, but his other stuff was great. Um, you know, the guys that we've kind of red flagged, 
Sharif Cooper, Zaire Williams, Keon Johnson, Moses Moody, Tyler Bay, Cole Anthony, Patrick Williams, Isaac Okoro, Kobe White, Jarrett Culver, Cam Reddish, Ty Ty Washington, Max Christie, Johnny Davis. Pretty interesting. There seems to be, we have now four years of data, that there may be some athletic threshold by which a college player has to actually have through these numbers to be successful. The players we've highlighted that we've liked, Zion, Jaw, I mean, those are pretty easy. Brandon Clark, Cameron Johnson, Tyler Hero, pretty good. Um, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Devin Vassell, Kyrie Lewis Jr., Miss, Sadiq Bay, Malik Flynn, Miss, Desmond Bain, Peyton Pritchard, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Davion Mitchell, I'd probably call that a miss. Corey Kispert, not sure. Io DeSumo, Trey Murphy III, Chris Durante, Duarte. And then last year, Keegan Murray, A.J. Griffin, Tari Eason, Jalen Duran. I think Tari Eason's going to be really good. Jalen Williams and Walker Kessler. Haven't had a lot of misses. Pretty interesting. So we'll give you the top 10 picks next. Um, and then throughout the week, we'll do top 10 today. We'll do 11 through 20 tomorrow. We'll do 21 through 30 on Wednesday. We'll do 31 through 40 on Thursday and I don't know if we need to do 41 through 50, but we can. Uh, so that's this week on Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for making us your first listen of the day. Today's show is brought to you by my friends over at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross, also located in Logan. The Chevy lineup is just awesome. Obviously, it's headlined by the Silverado and the Colorado trucks. The SUV lineup has got the Suburban and the Tahoe. But then it's also got, I think, kind of an unsung, strong SUV lineup with the tracks being in the Equinox with the bigger ones, the Blazer and the Trailblazers to go with the Tahoe and the Suburban. The Murdochs have been in business for over 80 years. Chevy is Americana. The spring sales event is underway there, and they want to make sure that you have a no-regrets experience at Murdoch Chevy. So please stop by. If you're going to head over there, you can email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'll make sure that you get the VIP experience is taking place. You can also sign up for the first ever electric Silverado. That is coming your direction as well. It's all over at Murdoch Chevy, located at 4646 South State, excuse me, located in Woods Cross and also located in Logan. Please email me first and feel free to stop by. We'd love to have you uh, get the VIP experience you deserve as an everydayer of Locked on Jazz. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks 100% deposit match up to $100. Promo code Locked On gets you that. That's right. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy and fun. Pick two to six players. If they go score more or less than the prize projections, you can win up to 25% of your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available, and every sport is available. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. All for you with prize picks, but make sure that you put in the promo code locked on because that promo code locked on gets you a hundred dollar deposit match. That's right. First time users receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with the promo code locked on. If you deposit a hundred dollars, prize picks will give you a hundred dollars. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. You've got it figured out. It's all prize picks. Promo code locked on when you check in. Thanks so very much for making Locked On your first listen of the day. And thank you very much uh, for your being an everyday or those out there in the chat room. In YouTube, please drop yourself a line. Give yourself a little credit as an everyday or say hello to other everydayers. We appreciate all of you that are loyal 
uh, this. All right, let's look at what we find so far here in the 2023 draft. Now, some of this is a little crazy because Scoot Henderson, I'm using G League Ignite numbers. Amon and Asur Thompson, I'm using as uh, high school numbers. And by the way, I'm assuming you know who none of these players are other than Victor Webanyama, who you've probably heard of, and I don't have numbers on him. So, Scoot Henderson is supposed to be the number two pick in this draft. He's a six foot two, 195 pound point guard. He did not have a good year in G League Ignite, and the numbers are scary bad. 26 percentile in transition, 22nd percentile in isolation, and Lockdown NBA Big Board talks about this a lot um, with some of his rim finishing numbers. I'm going to have to find out where they have rim finishing numbers from, and maybe I'll go back over the years and see if that tells us anything. I'll try to look at that number um, as well. Uh, pick and roll. He ran 221 pick and rolls, which is way more than anyone else. So he's run big time pick and rolls against big time athletes, which I think is a big positive. However, he's only in the 44th percentile of G League for that. Harder than being in college. Um, so, and he only scored 39% of the time, but that's not terrible, frankly, compared to the rest of the players in this draft. So that score percentage number is higher than most players. Um, only one or two players is higher. His shooting numbers are not great, but they're not as bad as everyone's making him a sound. They're spot up percentiles, the 67th percentile. He's um, He took 57 spot ups on catch and shoot. He's only in the 37th percentile. He was only 8 of 25 on catch and shoot. So really did not play off the ball nearly at all. So then um, he only had 12 unguarded catch and shoots the entire year. He did not do very well on those. He was five, uh, in 19th percentile. Um and his effective field goal percentage was 44%, so not great. Um, his dribble off the bounce, he took 117, which is more than all, but uh, Keontae, Johnson, uh, Keontae George out of Baylor, he, his effective field goal percentage was 40%, which isn't great. He did take 117 of them. Um, he actually might have, now that I look at it, he might have taken 180. In fact, I'm probably pretty sure he took 184 of them. So, I mean, he's taken just done more than anyone else. And I think that should actually matter. He's probably more ready in some ways. Um, but he did not make a great deal. His effective field goal percentage was 40%. None of these guys are very good at shooting off the bounce, though. Um, so, like, his 40%, which is 38th percentile in the G League, would be better on the collegiate numbers. We're not comparing apples to oranges. But no no red... The 26th percentile in transitions close to red flagging Scoot Henderson, actually. Like, that, to me, is, a, like, a really concerning number... Um, and I'll go back and look over five years and see whether we have anybody who's been successful with that. Brandon Miller is the opposite. He's 6'9", 200 pound, wing out of Alabama, and he gets a big green. Like, big green go. 82nd percentile in transition. Only 44th percentile in isolation, so not great, but the 82nd percentile in transition is good. Pick and roll ball handling percentage. He ran 134 pick and rolls. He's bad at it. 26th percentile. That's pretty concerning. Um, or that's just not something you can expect. He's going to have to learn it. Um, but 89th percentile on spot up, 82nd percentile on catch and shoot, 89th percentile on catch and shoot unguarded, 68th percentile on dribble off the bounce. Like that part of his game is all there. So he's going to have to learn pick and roll. He has the transition athleticism and he can really shoot it. So we green him. Cam Whitmore, uh, Villanova, 6'7", 232, uh, 65th percentile on transition. Fair, nothing to, nothing to red flag, but... 90th percentile in isolation on 29 attempts. It sounds stupid, it's so little attempts, but frankly, over the years, even the little attempts being in the 90th percentile shows you something. Pick and roll efficiency, he ran 102 pick and rolls in the 30th percentile. 
And Brandon Miller's in the 26. Like, none of these guys are good at this. Now, this could be college, right? That there's just no room. We have to go back. This is where you watch film. Like, this is where the scouts matter. Spot up percentile, 86th percentile. Catch and shoot, 84th percentile. Like, exactly the same as Brandon Miller. Catch and shoot unguarded, 85th percentile. Not as good on dribbles off the bounce. He was 22 of 80 shooting and off the bounce. He did take 80, which is a good sign because um, he can get him off, but he was in the 49th percentile. So I did not red or green Cam Whitmore. Um, there are some signs he would be a light green, like you'd be pretty pleased with that. Uh, Amon Thompson, um, 66190. This is his high school number, so it's hard to tell, but it's nice to see he's in the 94th percentile in transition, 70th percentile in isolation. He's much better in pick and roll, 52nd percentile than everybody else, but again, those are his high school numbers. His score number wasn't great. He's a great passer. His shooting numbers, everyone talks about what a terrible shooter he is. They're not great. They're 58th percentile in spot up, 37th percentile in overall catch and shoot. He was 16 of 56 on a high school level. Um, but I'm sure he also didn't have a lot of space. His unguarded were 13 of 39, which is not great. Um, and his off the bounce, he took 56 of them. He went 16 to 56. So his shooting's not great. It's not horrific. There's a lot of not very good shooters in this draft. It's not horrific. Um, but it's not... You know, again, no green, no red. We just kind of leave him as is. You better go watch him and figure him out. Keontae George out of Baylor is in the 18th percentile in isolation. He's 6'4", 185. That number terrifies me. In fact, I almost wanted to go back, and I will look. I'll have it for you tomorrow. I'll look and see um, whether players, you know, threshold, bottom for transition, percentage and still having success 18 percent is scary uh 63 percentile in isolation so not terrible but only 32 attempts Keontae george out of baylor was 66 percent in the pick and roll which he's the second best pick and roll guy but it's not great but he ran 153 um score percentage was only 34 percent, so he's doing a lot of passing out of it again pick and roll nobody's very good um might be because of the college game spot up shooting 56 percentile so average um, took a lot of spot ups, 166, a ton. That's the most of anybody. Uh, and I haven't checked his age. The one thing I always like to look is one of these players are older than everyone else. He on spot ups was 42 or catch and shoots. He was 42 of 128 middle of the pack. He was good on unguarded catch and shoot. That one popped out at me. Keontae George is in the 87th percentile on unguarded catch and shoots hitting 19 to 40. Um, with a 70% effective field goal percentage. So he just didn't get any space. 72nd percentile off the bounce, taking 146 of them. So this is a pretty good, like, average shooter, but then when he gets open, he's well above average. Then off the bounce, he's probably one of the best there is, with very little athleticism in transition. So Keontae George, super interesting. you got to figure out what how big a wart you think that is. Um, Kaysen Wallace... Uh, Sewer Thompson, Nick Smith, and Anthony Black are next. So we'll get to those guys um, here as we continue here in just one second. Um, And then we'll look at a few thoughts on the weekend's games as well as we'll do our lottery. And I have some late game watch comments for you as well. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built.com. Low in calories, high in protein. It is the candy bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Coconut Brownie Strip Bar is available, 160 calories, 15 grams of protein. Cookie Dough Strip Bar is available, 160 calories, 15 grams of proteins, and the Cookies and Cream Puffs. All the best-selling new ones there, plus new Built Bites. You can also get a 12-count mix bag, 
or a mixed puff bag or build your own box or you they give it everywhere they have walmart sam's club now it's all available for you at all of these various locations and available for you with the promo code locked on if you do it at built but do if you want them right away you can stop by your local walmart or sand club while you can still get specialty flavors at built that's right head to the nearest walmart today walk up to the pharmacy section grab your built four box bar of cookies and cream double coconut or double chocolate bar and coconut Puff also at Sam's Club, a 13-bar box are available. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 or LOCKEDON at Built.com to get your latest Built Bar and enjoy the best-tasting protein bar on the market. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. And tip of the hat to our everydayers who drive the truck of Locked On every day. Uh, through this. All right, so let's get back to the draft, guys. Uh, locked on NBA Big Board, by the way. Good second listen if you're getting ready for the draft. I will be listening every day. All right, so Kaysen Wallace out of Kentucky's freshman point guard, 6'4", 193. By the way, Keontae George was a freshman point guard. All these guys are young. But I, it's also worth noting, we always try to see if a guy's a year off his regular schedule so he played um, older than I look. Here's another one, not a very good athlete. At least the athletic numbers don't peak out. 28 percentile in transition. So that's really, really low. 56 percent isolation. Really similar to Case and, uh, to Keontae George here. That both of them have these low transition numbers. Decent isolation. Both ran about 30. He's much... He, his pick and roll is a... Case and Wallace is a 70 to Keontae George is 66 percentile. And they both ran about 140. Uh... Kaysen Wallace is much higher score percentage himself. In fact, he has the highest score percentage of anybody other than Anthony Black of the top 10. Spot-up shooting, Kaysen Wallace is in the 66th percentile, uh, whereas Keontae George is in the 56th, though their shooting numbers are really similar. Uh, Catch-and-shoot overall percentile, again, Kaysen Wallace is better than Keontae George, 59 to 46, but nothing particularly wowing. Uh, He took 100 to the 128 that George took, so very, very similar. Catch and shoot unguarded, though he's not as good. Um, that's where he slips. He was only 18 of 51 in the 44th, 53% effective field goal percentage to, Ke- to Keontae George's 70. And then they're both about the exact same on off the bounce. So these two guys are really similar. Um, both Casey si- Wallace is 6'6, Keontae George is 6'4. George has some of those shooting numbers that are really good, but neither of them have great athleticism. Wallace a little bit better on the pick and roll. Statistically, they're off the dribble. Shooting is both really good. 72 and 74th percentile for this draft seems to be high level. Um, Those are the two best numbers I've seen through the top 10. So interesting little guys there, and particularly Wallace is probably more of a point guard than George. That's an interesting player for the Jazz. Um, Asur Thompson is another high school, is the brother of Amin Thompson. He's 6'6", 190. Another high school, so his transition numbers are good. His isolation numbers is 52% are very similar or a little less good than Amin Thompson. Um, isolation scoring percentage is about the same. Pick and roll, he ran 61. Amin ran 88. Amin's a little bit better. He's only in the 42nd percentile. Spot up shooting, a sewer hit was in the 68th percentile, which is not terrible for all the talk about how bad these guys shoot. He took 91. 
His catch and shoot percentile is 43, which isn't great. This is high school numbers again. Catch and shoot, uh, his brother was at 37, so he actually might be a little bit better shooter. Um, Leaf Tulin on Lockdown NBA Big Boards had a lot of interesting thoughts on these guys. And he took 93 catch and shoots. He made just 28. It's a little daunting. Um, and then off the bounce, he took 58, made 19 for 49th percentile. So he is actually, as Sewer Thompson's shooting numbers are a little bit better than Amin Thompson's numbers, his isolation numbers, or his athleticism numbers aren't quite as good. All right, Nick Smith and Anthony Black. Nick Smith in transition is in the 19th percentile. This is crazy. I'm not sure I've seen a top 10 with Scoot Henderson in the 26th percentile in transition, Keontae George in the 18th percentile, Kaysen Wallace in the 28th percentile, and Nick Smith in the 19th percentile in isolation. Those are like scary numbers to, in transition. Then in isolation, Nick Smith's only in the 32nd percentile. So the six foot five, 185 pound guard does not come out well on athleticism. He's then in the 34th percentile in pick and roll percentage, 32nd percentile in pick and roll score. Those That's one of the lower numbers. Only Brandon Miller is lower. Only Cam Whitmore is lower as well. And then shooting, he's better. He's in the 74th percentile, but he's not elite. His catch and shoot numbers are in the 52nd percentile, so just average. His unguarded is great. 89th percentile, 13 to 27, 72% catch and shoot unguarded. That's worth keeping an eye on. Um, and then his dribble off the bounce, he got 44 of them. He was in the 47th percentile. So Nick Smith is close. I, I might read Nick Smith on this. Uh, in fact, I just put Nick Smith as a red. Not, just there's, He doesn't peak out on anything. 19th percentile in transition, 32nd percentile in isolation, p- pick and roll in the 34th percentile. Spot up is in the 74th. Huh. And then is one, and then is off the bounces in the 49th. So I'm going to give Nick Smith a red. Uh, Anthony Black, 6'7", 190, 49th percentile in transition. Again, really average. The, the athleticism of this group is not what I've seen in other groups. Isolation percentage on 24 isolation attempts by Anthony Black in the 5th percentile. This is not like the most encouraging numbers run I've ever run here, by the way, just compared to other years. His pick and roll ball handling is in the 65th percentile. That's the second best of anyone we've talked about. Only Cason Wallace is better. He ran 193, which is the second most. Only Scoot Henderson ran more. His score percentage is 42nd percentage, which is higher than anyone else, so that's really positive. Um, his shooting percentage, spot-up percentile, is in the 34th percentile. That's the worst of any of the top 10 players. Um, on spot-up shooting, catch and shoot, he's in the 41st percentile. Scoot was worth worse, so was Cam Whitmore, but not by much. He was 19 of 59 on catch and shoots. On unguarded catch and shoot, he was in the 42nd percentile, which only Scoot Henderson and Asir Thompson were worse. He was 16 of 45. His off-the-bounce dribble, he did take 54 of them, which is a decent amount, and he was in the 54th percentile. No one really, Brandon Miller, top 10 does not wow me in this draft is really the takeaway here. All right, a few notes from the weekend. Uh, Offensive rebounding matters. Look at this. This is kind of crazy. So let's go to Philadelphia out rebounds, offensive rebounding, Brooklyn 34 to 18% in wins. Boston and Atlanta were even. New York, 42% on off of all misses they got as offensive rebounds. 42%. Cleveland, 25%. New York wins by four. Sacramento, 40% of all their misses they got as an offensive rebound. Golden State, 27. Sacramento wins by three. Lakers, 36% of all their misses they got. Memphis, 17%. Lakers win. 
Clippers, 29% of all their offensive rebounds. Phoenix, 16%. Uh, Clippers by five. Miami, Milwaukee, neither team offensive rebounded. And Minnesota only got 13% of their offensive rebounds. Denver blew them out, got 26%. So that was pretty interesting to me on last, over the weekend on uh, the impact of offensive rebound. Late game watch. Um, I mean, De'Aaron Fox was crazy in the Sacramento-Golden State game. That was an amazing game. Um, I thought Golden State looked back. I thought Golden State looked totally fine. They got tired late. Wiggins went 0-4 in the fourth. They got the looks. He just didn't make them. Um, and I thought Fox was was great. Sabonis struggling with length. I do think Sacramento found something with a clear side pick and roll. Keep an eye on how often they run some sort of action on the clear side. That's causing the Warriors problems. Mike Brown might know something there. Um, I think they found they found something in that regard. Uh, in that, and we'll see how much it plays out. Malik Monk was obviously brilliant, uh, and so keep an eye on that. Uh, Cleveland, New York, late. Donovan was so good; it was crazy. Uh, the lack of bench on Cleveland's really a problem. They really just don't have anybody. And Josh Hart's the best trade deadline pickup. And then uh, yesterday, close game. Watch in the Clippers Phoenix game. I thought both teams had a problem. The Clippers stunningly, without Paul George, really have nobody else to score. And I'm not sure why they don't play Norman Powell down the stretch. Um, but they really have nobody else to score other than Kawhi. So it's really stagnant. And then Chris Paul had 11 rebounds, 10 assists. But they have a Chris Paul problem. Chris Paul should never shoot. Every shot should be Kevin Durant and Devin Booker for the final five minutes of a game. Except for the fact that Chris Paul has to have the ball in his hands and he doesn't want to shoot. And the easiest play to run with him is a pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton, which then gives DeAndre Ayton a few too many thought shots. And then Chris Paul really doesn't want to shoot and isn't making shots, but he has to have the ball in his hands. So I think this is super interesting. Phoenix has got does have some figure-it-out problems here of how they're going to work their personnel and use their personnel, which having only played 10 or 12 games together I think is a problem. Their fifth guy is an issue too, right? Their fifth guy, I mean, Torrey Craig, Landry Shamit. Isaiah Wainwright, Josh Okoge, it's kind of an issue. Cleveland's fifth guy is a problem, too. That was really obvious in that game. Uh, Isaac Okoro uh, played 23 minutes. He just can't shoot well enough. They're closing with Jetty Osmond guarding Jalen Brunson. Like, that's not where you should be. Um, so Cleveland's fifth guy is a problem, and the Cl- and then I thought the Phoenix's fifth guy was a problem as well. All right, let's do the lottery. We are set now. The Jazz are ninth. That's it. Minnesota screwed us up. They're 16th. It'll be interesting to watch this. And every time we do this and wonder whether the uh, New Orleans pick at 14 or Toronto at 13, that's what the the Minnesota would have been, would have been tied for 13, 14 had they gotten in. Um, uh, Toronto would have scooted up. Chicago would have scooted up. Uh, Whether that pick ever shows up as a, as a pick for the Jazz had Minnesota screwed this up, but they didn't. So here we go. Here's our lottery for the day. Comes down three, two, one. The first pick goes to the Houston Rockets. Oh, this is the one where tanking comes together. Number two, San Antonio. Number three, Detroit. So tanking, totally worth it for everybody. Washington gets the fourth pick. Charlotte, the fifth pick. Portland, the sixth pick. Orlando, the seventh. Indiana, eight. Utah, nine. Dallas holds their pick at 10. Then Oklahoma City, 11. Orlando, 12th via Chicago. Toronto, 13. And New Orleans gets the 14th pick of the draft. So the Jazz, as they started the day, 9, 16, 
and 28. And that's where we are. All right, that is the first day of our NBA draft numbers breakdown. Tomorrow, 11 through 20. Wednesday, 21 through 30. And such on and so forth, 31 through 40 on uh, Thursday. The great thing is we have all these... The fun thing is we have all these picks. We get all these players to watch and look at and all that. Thank you very much for tuning in to Locked on Jazz today. It's tip of the hat to the everydayers. We greatly appreciate you. It is Locked on Jazz, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.